We got a lot to look at for the Indianapolis Colts. Colts just 72 hours or so away from their next challenge in Denver. They play against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Got a little bit of a breakdown of the Colts and the Broncos. We'll go more in depth as the week goes on. We want to continue to look back at what happened yesterday because the Colts, they got trucked in the first half by the Titans, and that can't happen. There are reasons that it did. We also will take a look at pro football focus statistics versus the eye test and see if pro football focus is more accurate than the eye test or the reverse, or does the eye test confirm exactly what uh, pro football focus says or pro football focus confirm the eye test? It's the same thing. Matt Ryan is on track after four games this season for the craziest statistical season maybe in the history of the National Football League. Absolutely bonkers. Really good at some levels and really bad at others. Really bad. Historically bad. We're going to talk about that. We'll also talk about Nathaniel Hackett, who is the head coach of the Broncos, and why the Broncos made an adjustment after the second week that maybe the Colts want to give some thought to, and maybe they already have, but they may should rethink it. Jim Ursay, Peter King thinks that Jim Ursay is about to blow. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. We'll talk about that, and and I'll refute it a little bit, all right? Peter King, love Peter King, but you know what? Nobody knows Jim say the way I know Jim say. so we'll talk about that. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, October 3rd, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Go to BUSR.com backslash Kent and say hello to Free Play. Your initial deposit up to $1,000 will be matched with Free Play. And if you deposit $100 or more, you get $25 in free chips. Monday Night Football tonight. Get after it. Going to be a good Monday football, uh, Monday night football game, but Thursday night football is the one we're going to talk about in more depth because it features the Indianapolis Colts. Let's go. Let's talk about the Colts. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Oh, so close to 8,600 subscribers. Be the 8,600 subscriber. I dare you. Like this video also. And if you want to donate, donate. We love the donations. The donations are nice. We reinvest in the kind of the electronics and the technology uh, that allows us to do this twice a day for you. All right, let's talk about the injuries. Shaq Leonard and Tyquan Lewis ruled out today by Frank Reich. Uh, You know what? Taylor may wind up playing. Uh, JT may be up. He may not be up. We will see DeForest Buckner. It was really close as to whether he was going to play yesterday or not. I would assume it's going to be close again on Thursday. Hopefully he takes steps in the right direction. We don't know yet about Julian Blackman. We will see as the week goes on. But there was no way that the Colts were going to uh, push 
in a short week. It's really, really hard in a short week to get a guy through the protocol so he can play on Thursday. Given what happened to Tua a couple of weeks ago, there was no way that the Colts were going to get involved in that. No chance that somebody who entered the protocol yesterday because of yesterday's game was going to come out the other end before Thursday game time. It just was not going to happen. Tyquan Lewis, kind of a surprise. We didn't know that he had entered the concussion protocol until we heard from Frank Reich. Um, but no way he's doing that. Peter King says Jimmer say he's not going to stand for this. He really isn't. I can feel him fixing to blow from here. Well, I don't see it. And I'll tell you why. Because Jim Ursay lived with a father who is the owner of the Colts who blew early and often. And nothing good happened as a result of it. Nothing good happened. And we'll get to like a less familial reasons, but that's a big one. Jim Ursay might be just flat out pissed off, and I'm sure that he is. One, two, and one is not what he was looking forward to after stressing to everybody within the organization that they had to come out of the box hot this year. After so many uh, years under Frank Reich where that didn't happen. But listen, this is something that he knows also. Frank Reich, over the first four games in all of his seasons, says so a total of 20 games, Colts 8-11-1 and one in the first four games. The rest of the games, he's 30-19. and 19. All right, so he's won better than 60% of the regular season games he has coached outside those first four. That's really important to know because the Colts are going to have to fight back, and he has shown an ability to get the Colts to fight back. Last year, they didn't start very well, got him back to 9-6 and six at one point in 2018 with Andrew Luck. Didn't get out of the gate strong. They were 1-5 and five and then won 9 of their last 10 to get to 10-6 and six and get into the playoffs. This is a team and a process that tends to gather momentum as it rolls down the hill throughout the season. Jim Ursay knows this. Is the, this Colts team more likely to get to the playoffs with Frank Reich as the coach or firing Frank Reich and installing somebody like John Fox or Gus Bradley. Right now, you would say it's more likely with Frank Reich. And Jim Ursay is a pragmatist. He is a hopeful pragmatist. And hopeful pragmatists rarely fire anybody in the middle of the season. And Jim Ursay has never fired anybody in the middle of the season. It's always been at the end of the season. We'll see what happens. But I would be stunned if anybody paid that ultimate price before the end of the regular season, no matter what happens. Unless they just go like haywire and they wind up 1-7-1. and one. Then what the hell are you going to do? I mean, that turns into a Ron Myers situation. And, and uh, how do you survive that? You know, you're just, my God, turn this guy loose. You know what? Euthanize him. And, and so he doesn't have to, like, live through this for the last two months of the season. You know, maybe in that circumstance, you do fire Frank Reich. But as long as there's hope, the hopeful pragmatist is going to cling to that hope and is going to cling to his guy. And that's what Jim Ursay is going to do. He might throw some stuff around the office, throw some chairs around the suite, but 
he ain't going to fire Frank Reich before it's time to fire Frank Reich. Because Here's another thing. With a win in Denver, the Colts, for a brief moment, are going to be tied atop the AFC South at 2-2-1. All right? Now, Jacksonville hosts Houston this coming Sunday. So you've got to figure Jacksonville gets that win, and they jump back into first place, right? And Tennessee visits Washington. Washington playing really, really bad football right now with Carson Wentz as the, uh, as the quarterback. So there you go. The Colts, they are 2-2 two and two. under Frank Reich on Thursday Night Football. You get a game every year on Thursday Night Football. Colts are 2-2. Two and two. They lost the first two in 18 and 19. In 20 and 21, W&W. He's figured it out. W's the last two years. Frank Reich, his protocols for getting ready for a short week that's going to culminate Thursday, WW, and the Dixie Dance Kings. It's a Dixie Dance Kings Thursday, and WW leading the charge. Um, And after watching Josh Jacobs rumble for 144 yards yesterday, made Josh Jacobs, look, I drafted Josh Jacobs into a fantasy league, so I keep track of what Josh Jacobs is doing. Not so good this year, until he played the Broncos. Then he was really good. And if you look at Pro Football Focus and their grades of the Broncos, this team is built exactly the opposite of the Colts. They are weak as hell in the middle. Guard, center, guard, they're terrible. They grade awful. Danny Pitter might be the best interior offensive lineman for for the Broncos. This is how bad the Broncos' interior line is offensively. And then defensively, they kind of got a five-man front. They got three, and then they got two edge guys. The edge guy's pretty good, especially Randy Gregory, the Hamilton Southeastern High School product. But the interior guys, not very good at all. This is a Colts team that loves to run up the gut. If Jonathan Taylor is a go, it's going to be a big game for Jonathan Taylor. If he's not, Philip Lindsay jumps into the breach. I think it'll be a big game for Philip Lindsay. We'll see. Uh, how was Will Fries? You know, and according to Pro Football Focus, it was not good. He really wasn't good, and the eye test was terrible, too. Jonathan Taylor runs 20 times for 42 yards. That does not speak well of Will Fries or anybody else on that offensive line. The protection for uh, Matt Ryan, not great either. Eye test versus Pro Football Focus. Think, as I mentioned the names, Kenny Moore. What do you think of Kenny Moore? I test this year. Terrible, right? Pro Football Focus confirms 41.5 is his grade on Pro Football Focus through four, four games. That's not good. It might be a schematic deal where he was perfect for Eberflus, not so perfect for Gus Bradley. Yannick Ngakwe, the eye test. What do you think? Terrible. Through four games, one sack, right? Pro Football Focus confirms 42.9 is the Pro Football Focus grade. You know, this is like uh, verified on Channel 13, WTHR News. We verify. Uh, EJ Speed, the eye test, he's really good. Old number 45, he's getting to the football a lot, especially against the run, right? He looks good. Pro Football Focus confirms 80.2 is his pro football focus grade 
and his run defense is in the 90s. Really good. All right, Stephon Gilmore, the eye test, really good. Pro Football Focus says, mostly confirmed, as great as 73.6. Matt Ryan is the 26th ranked quarterback, according to PFF, at 58.9. Russell Wilson, 17th at 66.7. That is unsustainable. Is it, if this team is going to go to the playoffs, Matt Ryan has got to play better football. Here is what he's on track to do this season. This... This would be quite something. He's on track, on pace, to throw for 4,781 yards. That's terrific. However, he's also on pace for 21 touchdowns and 21 interceptions and 38 on NFL record, obliterating the old record of 23. He's on pace for 38 fumbles. Historically slick-fingered. And 64 sacks. Wow. (laughs) That'd be the craziest season in the history of the NFL. Hey, good news, honey. I threw for 47.81. However, oddly, I fumbled the ball 38 times, and I was sacked more than 60 times, and I threw more than 20 interceptions. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) Good God. Matt. Throw it to our guys and hold on to the damn ball. What are we doing? Uh, Ryan's passer rating in a clean pocket, this kind of, a lot of people say, well, it's all about the offensive line. A lot of it is, and this bears that out. In a clean pocket, Matt Ryan's passer rating is 99.6. Under pressure, it's (laughs) 41.3. He gets pressured, it's trouble. We've seen uh, guys like Andrew Luck. One of the great things about Andrew Luck is that under pressure, really, his passer rating would adjust up. Same thing with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Like the guys who are mobile and they move around, they deliver the football under duress accurately. Pressure can help them in an odd way. Not Matt Ryan. No, sir. Uh, Russell Wilson, by the way, uh, turnover-worthy plays, just 1.2% of his plays turnover-worthy. Matt Ryan, 5.03%. That is a lot. And that's the name of the game. I mean, yesterday you saw it. Colts, three turnovers. Titans, donut. If the Colts go to Denver and it's 3-0 again in terms of turnover and uh, turnover difference, Colts are toast. If it flips to three for the Colts and zero for the Broncos, all good, right? Broncos, like I said, weak in the middle of the line. Randy Gregory questionable for Thursday. Nathaniel Hackett, a lot of criticism, maybe more criticism for Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. It's his first year as a head coach. Uh, Clock management, not his strong point. Games one and two, uh, people very upset internally with his clock management skills, so they hired uh, Jerry Rossberg to come in and help with clock management. We'll see what happens Thursday. I am very optimistic about this game because the Colts seem to play up to their up to their opponent and up to the moment. You know, it seems in prime time with a lot of eyes watching, they kind of get rolling a little bit. And you know, Sunday at one o'clock with Sparrow Dittis or you know, who are the guys who did the game yesterday? I don't even remember. Not so much. You know, when you get the, uh, the, like, the sixth best 
Fox crew. You, you, you know. You know what that means. And the Colts seem to know what that means. They played really well last year when they were on TV a lot with Hard Knocks. Played really well. When Hard Knocks went away, Colts went away. Right? Before Hard Knocks came, Colts weren't very good. With the bright lights, the Colts shine a little bit, and I think that's going to happen Thursday. They are, they've won their last two Thursday night games. Would not surprise me to see them win this one. And when they do, they will briefly be tied atop the AFC South. What a year. We're only four weeks in. We got 13 more of these games coming up. 14 more weeks. Holy cow. I can't wait. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Ken. I can't wait. Hey, look it. We, uh, we knocked down a tree back there. You can see the trunk, and you can see all the wood. It's fantastic. We're going to have fires every night. Want to come over? Come over and, uh, hey, by the way, that picture at the front, I swear to God, that was just water.